Those that deal with a lot of chronic disease like hospitalists, internal medicine doctors, oncologists, rheumatologists, they see a disease state called anemia of inflammation frequently. And anemia of inflammation is also known as anemia of chronic disease. And how frequently does it exist? Well, the two most common causes of anemia in the world are iron deficiency anemia and anemia of inflammation. And when you have a systemic inflammatory state, what happens is you have decreased production of red blood cells known as erythrocytes and you have decreased survival of red blood cells. And a lot of people with anemia of inflammation from a chronic disease are so understandably focused on the discomfort and worry of the chronic disease that they have that they are surprised the first time you tell them they also have anemia from this disease process. You know, sometimes you have problems you don't realize you had. So if you walk into a bar and a bartender knows your name, but you don't think you've ever been to that bar before, you have problems you didn't realize you have. And this falls into that category of oftentimes when you have rheumatoid arthritis or malignancies that are causing a lot of inflammation, you don't know what symptoms are from what. So anemia symptoms, as we all know, are easy fatigue and loss of energy, and sometimes it can be something like shortness of breath or even dizziness. And so if you have a problem like lymphoma or inflammatory bowel disease or tuberculosis or AIDS, you can go down the list, systemic lupus, erythematosus, rheumatoid arthritis, one would often attribute symptoms that you are having just to those disease processes itself. And what's becoming interesting is more and more we're recognizing that things we normally wouldn't consider highly inflammatory states is having a very similar contributing cause of anemia as anemia of inflammation. So I'm talking about things like heart failure and COPD and chronic kidney disease. Basically the stuff we see all the time. And what's interesting with anemia of inflammation is it's also characterized by low serum iron levels, but it's very different from iron deficiency anemia in that the iron stores are preserved in the bone marrow macrophages. Now, we often are not doing bone marrow evaluations on these patients, so it can be difficult to tease out what is iron deficiency anemia versus anemia of inflammation versus a mixture of both, which is something that you can see as well. But in the cases where you have enough iron stores in the bone marrow, often one of the major problems in anemia of inflammation is that it's a disorder of iron distribution, meaning that iron's there, but you're not making the erythrocytes, or again, as I said, oftentimes erythrocytes are getting destroyed early. And this makes it one of the hardest anemias to understand. You know, some anemias, while still even more tragic than anemia of inflammation, so let's say sickle cell, they're easier to understand. I mean, sometimes, listen, there's novice mistakes where you get a new medical student or nurse who might ask a person a stupid question like, how long have you had sickle cell anemia? And understandably, that patient looks back at you with a stare of how stupid are you? But unlike sickle cell disease, which is a genetic disease inherited at birth, an inflammatory anemia onset in etiology can be hard to explain. It's like explaining 
a pun to a kleptomaniac because they always take things, literally. Yet, I will be the first to admit this is my least favorite anemia to be asked about by residents or a patient because anemias that are fairly simple, like a B12 deficiency or an iron deficiency, don't have these elaborate pathways like anemia of inflammation has. And when we call it something like anemia of chronic disease, we're not even being genuine because it turns out that inflammation can cause an anemia quickly, like in one week. And that's why it is a major contributing factor to some of the very common situations that we see, such as patients in an ICU. You notice often that your ICU patients are dropping their hemoglobin by a point or two points or three points if they're in the ICU for a week. Now, there's other reasons for that. One, you're phlebotomizing those patients a lot, so you're taking blood very frequently. But we also have to realize that there is a major contributing factor from inflammatory disease states like sepsis or whatever's putting them in the ICU. Again, there's just so many things going on in a very sick hospitalized patient that you're not focusing on anemia of inflammation and probably for the right reasons. And it's kind of like if a guy has a stroke during a charades game, you're often still just trying to concentrate on getting the answers. That's a terrible time to have a stroke because people will attribute what's happening to something else. And that often is the case in anemia of inflammation as well. How many doctors or NPs or PAs are sitting there when they're facing a major disease process and thinking to themselves, wow, these cytokines and tumor necrosis factors and interleukins, they're stopping erythropoiesis from happening in the bone marrow and shortening the erythrocyte lifespan. Iron metabolism is a complicated thing to think about. So we're usually just happy that we understand to some degree the inflammatory autoimmune disease in front of us, whether it's inflammatory bowel disease or lupus or rheumatoid arthritis, because a lot of us, it took a while where we didn't realize that autoimmunity had nothing to do with being immune to your car, let alone getting into the intricacies of the disease that causes so many major symptoms. And that all being said, I'm going to make the argument that if you understand anemia of inflammation beyond just like you get this inflammatory state and you get anemia, you become a better clinician and you're not as frustrated in life. So a lot of times we're working up anemias in the hospital, in clinics, so we send off iron studies and we're sending off B12 and folate and whatever else you're sending and we don't get a satisfactory answer as to why someone is anemic. You will feel more self-assured if you understand inflammation as a cause for anemia and that you're not always going to find things or better yet, you can even put together some of those lab tests that you are getting back and realize they are very consistent with anemia of inflammation. So let's just take the state of sepsis and I'll quote the New England Journal of Medicine from September 19, 2019 in their anemia of inflammation article where they say, Serum hepcidin levels may increase by a factor of more than 10 in patients with sepsis as compared with healthy persons. But what does that mean to you as a clinician? So hepcidin, think hep, H-E-P, like hepatocytes, which are liver cells, 
is secreted by the liver. It's a hormone that's secreted by the liver. When hepcidin is high, it decreases iron plasma levels. And therefore, a highly inflammatory state like sepsis that increases hepcidin decreases plasma iron levels. It turns out that even mild systemic inflammatory disease states such as obesity even increase hepcidin to some degree. Hepcidin works in a lot of different ways, but one thing that it does is that when it's around in high levels, hepcidin decreases gut iron absorption, so there's less iron around in the plasma. Now this is not just totally theoretical stuff because people are working on compounds, specific treatments for anemia of inflammation, and one of the targeted mechanisms is to make hepcidin binders that will decrease the hepcidin that is so significantly elevated in anemia of inflammation. In iron deficiency, serum hepcidin is low. In anemia of inflammation, serum hepcidin is high. And hepcidin is just a piece of what's going on in anemia of inflammation, an important piece, but there are a lot of really cool things to know that I think will help you with diagnosis and appreciation of what you're seeing and trying to explain it to patients and colleagues. So I will come back with some more information in a bit on this topic, and you are listening to Dr. Gil Parat. I will catch you on the next round.